Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Genesis chapter 50, Lord, open our eyes to behold wonderful things. We pray you speak to us in your word now. Amen. 2024, an alarm and anxiety over AI. What's happening with artificial intelligence? AI pioneer Joshua Benjamin is worried about it. He's one of the pioneers. He says, can we lose control of it? He's afraid. The film Upgrade deals with this concern. It's not a, not a very new film, but Casey Newton of Platformer says that we have a national loneliness epidemic. He says for some people, their primary experience of most of their friends and family is really, is already digital with text messages, and the occasional phone call making up the majority of their interactions. People in romantic relationships with AI companions will increase sharply. Chatbot (laughs) romance. I mean, this is the times we're, the age we're living in. So AI alarm and anxiety in 2024. And I do wanna say there's no substitute for panim el panim, right? face-to-face contact. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, for us as believers, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Remember that verse? I haven't quoted it in a long time. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, (laughs) as the manner of some is, as the manner of some, but exhorting, encouraging one another, Challenging, encouraging, and encouraging one another. So much the more as you see Hayom, the day approaching, the day of Messiah approaching, we will, when we will give account for everything. So there's no substitute for face-to-face contact. For, you know, I mean, during COVID, everybody got used to being at home and not having to you know, go anywhere. And a lot of people got really comfortable with that. But, then, but it's not the same. It's not the same as contact with people. I love being around people, personally. I mean, I can't. Uh, that's from the way God's designed me. I love being around people, all, you know, almost all the time. But, but we're not all designed that way. I mean, some people are much more reclusive and like to be by themselves a lot. But we all need fellowship. We all need to be, to encourage each other, to exhort each other, and, and we need to, uh, and to grow with each other. Iran and a future regional war. Will we continue to stand by Israel as a nation? Is the United States. What if China joins in? Regarding Israel, the October 7th subhuman pogrom attack, which is what it was 84 days ago now, by the way, and the current ongoing war and battle in which we're mutually engaged, 
on the fronts of both military and media present to us an unprecedented opening as believers. We're in a critical season to build solidarity with our Jewish people. The chant we heard throughout the land, the land, the land of Israel was, beside Am Yisrael Chai, let's say that, Am Yisrael Chai, people of Israel live, Am Yisrael Chai was Yachad Benetzeach, together we will prevail. Together we will prevail. We have a current window of opportunity for solidarity with our people. Uh, and we really do. And let's pray that 2024 will be a year of spiritual awakening and salvation. Both physically, salvation physically, and, you know, in terms of military and everything. And spiritually for Israel and the Jewish people. Amen. What about recession? Will there be a recession? Domestic terrorism. Who will be our next president? The recent film, Leave the World Behind. Anyone else see that? Wow. You want to get scared, in a, but I think in a very good, kind of good way. I liked it a lot. Leave the World Behind on Netflix. A cyber attack cripples the entire country in warfare. And it's scary. It's scary. It's a great cast, and it's, it's, but it's very realistic what could happen. Who's ultimately in control? And what is really going to last ultimately in all of this? Let's look at Genesis 50 verses 15 to 21. When Joseph's brother, verses 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father had died, they said, maybe Joseph will be hostile towards us and pay us back in full for all the evil we showed him. So they charged Joseph saying, before his death, your father gave a, gave a command saying, thus you must say to Joseph. They're saying, dad, this is what dad told us. He told us, and they're lying here. They invent a lie. They're fabricating this story that, their, that Jacob had, their father, that dad had told them to, said, please forgive, I beg you, the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they treated you wrongly. Therefore, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the, God of, your, of the God of your father. Then Joseph wept when he, they spoke to him. And his brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we're your servants. We're your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Al tira'u. Al tira'u. Let's see, try that. Al tira'u. Yeah, don't be afraid. And this word, remember, yara in, in Hebrew, the word for fear means something that has my constant attention. That's why the fear of God, the fear to fear God means he has my constant attention. You know, it's not something like fear like, oh, no. It's fear like you have my constant attention. And fear of man, same thing. Oh, I'm constantly afraid of, you know, they have, I'm caring what people think rather than what God thinks. No, shouldn't be that way. So he says, am I in the place of God? Oh, this is a beautiful statement. And I was looking at it actually in the Hebrew. It's ki hatachat Elohim ani. And actually it could just as clearly, it's, that's a good translation. But I actually would prefer the translation, I am under God. It can be a statement rather than a question. I am under God. He says, don't be afraid. I'm under God. I'm subject to God. 
I'm not under human accountability and human authority. I'm under God's authority. So it's not my, it's not my place, same idea. It's not my place to hold on to a grudge. It's not my place to hold on to bitterness and for, refuse to forgive you. I'm under God's authority, and so I'm under him. Beautiful, ki hatachat Elohim ani, for under God I am. And think of this, all this effort mentally and emotionally that they're expending, all this energy they're spending creating this story, and they're going to tell their brother when they come to him that their father has told them you know, what they have to do, and it's all for naught. It's all for naught. And it kind of reminds me of the prodigal son, the lost son. He's going through that whole story, remember, rehearsing everything. He's going to say to his father, you know, like, you know, I, this is what happened, and, you know, and, I'll, I'll, and this is what I'll do in negotiating. I'm going to come back, and I'll be your servant, and, I'll, and all that, all that he keeps going through, all these miles that he's walking, and he's going through all that, all for naught. The father, when he sees him, he comes running to him and embraces him, and he says, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in hearing. He interrupts him when he starts to try to go into the speech. I'm not interested in hearing your, your lengthy apology. God forgives, and he remembers, he remembers our sin no more because he's already paid for it. And he says, yes, you yourselves, verse 20, you yourselves planned evil against me. God planned it for what? For good. In order to bring about what it is this day, to preserve the lives of many people. Wow. You planned evil. God planned against me. God planned it for good. Atem ashavtem elai ra'a ra'a Elohim ashava litova. Chashav, chashav, you plant, the word translated planned here, you intended, it means to join, to combine, combining designing together various items or thoughts. Think about it. You combined, you designed these plans, these thoughts. He says, but God, for evil, but God for good. Your design was to ra'ah, break me in pieces, is what ra'ah, let's say the word ra'ah. Ra'ah is evil. And it means to break in pieces. Your design was to break me in pieces, Joseph says. But God's design was litova. Let's say litova. Litova. For good. And it means to advance, to benefit me, to advance me, and not just me, but others through me. One rabbi, Hachaim, said, it's like you're, you passed what you thought was a cup of poison but it was an inadvertently a cup of wine. And now he says, so now, he repeats that phrase, al tira'u. So now, don't be afraid. Al tira'u. Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. I'll take care of you and yours, basically. And it says he comforted them and the Hebrew says he spoke upon their hearts. 
He spoke upon their hearts. What a beautiful passage this is, isn't it? To end the reconciliation, the reunion, the, and the, the chapter, the, the last chapter of Genesis. You blew it. He says, God knew it. <laughs> Romans 8.28 says, now we know that 85% of things work together for good. That's the Greek. That's, the, that's in the Greek, the Koine Greek. <laughs> work together for good to, for those who love God and are called what? According to his purpose. If we love God and we're called, if we love God, we're putting him first, we're loving him, we want to love, we love him, and we're called according to his purpose, everything, absolutely everything will work together, is working together for good. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 15 and 16, for all things are for your sakes. Not some things, all things are for your sakes. Not, even, not just the things we, we like. All things are for your sakes, so that the grace that is spreading through more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We don't give up. Cory ten Boom, I said, so beautiful. During Cory, you know Cory ten Boom, who hid Jews during the Holocaust in uh, Holland. During Cory's presentations to audiences, she would often hold up the backside of a piece of embroidery with hundreds of tangled threads hanging from it. Many wondered if she was holding up the wrong side by mistake. As she held up the messy side of the embroidery, she would ask, does God always grant us what we ask for in prayers? Not always. Sometimes he says no. That's because God knows what we do not know. God knows all. Look at this piece of embroidery. The wrong side is chaos. But look at the beautiful picture on the other side, the right side. Triumphantly, she flipped the cloth over and revealed an elaborately embroidered crown symbolizing our crown of eternal life. The crown was intricately stitched and had threads of many colors, including gold, silver, and pearls. Quote, we see now the wrong side. God sees his side all the time. One day we shall see the embroidery from his side and thank him for every answered and unanswered prayer. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? And there's another beautiful quote. Can't, can't get any better than that. Some knowledge is too heavy, you cannot bear it. Your Father, your Heavenly Father will carry it until you're able. Remember, whatever people do to you, God is greater. You sold me, God sent me. You sold me, he says twice, Genesis 45, God sent me three times. Matthew 5, 8, Yeshua said, our Messiah, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see what? Oh, I'll see God, not man. If I'm pure in heart, I'll see God bigger than man, than what people are doing. I'll see what God is doing. The people of Israel survived world famine 
ironically, because Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. We read in last week's portion how God's redeeming purposes overshadow and override people's evil plans. But God sent me ahead of you, 45.7 of Genesis, to ensure a remnant in the land and to keep you alive for a great escape. What God does to me through others is for others. What God, God does to me through others negatively is for others positively. Because it's really not about me, it's about others. In him we were chosen according to his plan. He keeps working out all things according to the purpose of his will in Ephesians 1, 11 and 12, so that we might be for his glorious praise. My purpose, God says, will stand in Isaiah 46, 10, verses 9 and 10. We're for his glorious praise. As I've said before, we are peripheral. God is central. The throne is central. I say the throne in heaven 40 times in the book of Revelation. He's central. The trials and adversities that have befallen us have ultimately positioned us to save others. So my question for me and for you, how am I doing? Am I using mine of late, my trials and adversities? Or this year, how am I, how am I gonna do to help or save others with the trials and adversities that God has positioned me for. And I close with this poem by Charles D. Miggs, that pastor where I went to Bible school used to quote from time to time. It's written sometime between 1890 and 1902, called Others. Lord, help me to live from day to day in such a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. Help me in all the work I do to ever be sincere and true and know that all I do for you must need be done for others. Let self be crucified and slain and buried deep and all in vain. May efforts be to rise again unless to live for others. And when my work on earth is done and my new work in heaven's begun, may I forget the crown I've won while still think, whilst thinking still of others. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be, help me to live for others that I may live like thee. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for positioning us to be the means of, this, of saving and helping others, even though we can't see it. We thank you for your ways being higher than our ways, your thoughts than our thoughts. In Isaiah 55, verses 9 and 10, 11, thank you, Lord. You see all, you know all. You're wiser. Your ways are perfect. We love you, we thank you. We praise you for this beautiful story of Yosef and his Achim, his brothers. Thank you, Lord, as we enter 
2024 very shortly, Lord, that we have much to anticipate in you. We look forward to a great awakening. We pray for a great awakening among our people, Lord. We pray you'd use us like never before this year to touch other lives, Lord. Even, and if it's one life, Lord, it's not how many, it's who, it's being, it's being available to you, Lord, that we walk before you and see you. Help us be pure in heart, Lord, and see you in everything. Help us be your hands and your feet. If you've never received Yeshua, Jesus, into your life, it's a simple prayer. He's, a, he's as close as a breath away. He wants to make himself known to you. He wants to become your father, your heavenly father, your savior. Say, Lord, I receive you. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Come into my life. I want to become your son, your daughter. Wash me, make me new. I want to become yours today. If you're praying that prayer, please contact us. Let us know if you're watching online, if you're through video, if you're seeing this in some way or hearing it on audio. And if you're here today in person, there'll be some folks in just a moment up here to be able to pray with you. Know that the Lord is hearing you and he's doing that right now. He heard your prayer and he, did, he answered that prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the new life you gave so many of us we've all come to know through Yeshua, Jesus. Father, we just thank you. Bless your people now in Yeshua's name. Shabbat Shalom.